Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We return today to verse 23 of Matthew chapter 10. This verse concludes the section dealing with the instructions of Jesus given to his 12 apostles concerning the difficulties they may encounter as they carry out their ministry to the nation Israel. Jesus makes it very clear that they will be hated mistreated and flogged in the synagogues because of him. Some would even be called on to pay the ultimate price because of their faith. Now, here in this 23rd verse, Jesus tells them, if you are persecuted in a city, leave that city and go on to another. In other words, they have had their chance. Move on to another city. This was the approach that Jesus took when the people from the tribe of Gad asked him to leave their land. This is perhaps the meaning of his advice back in verse 16, where he tells them to be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. Jesus concludes this 23rd verse with these words, For I tell you this, before you have gone through all the towns of Israel, the Son of Man will have come. This phrase will be our primary focus for today's study. Now here, once again, is verse 23, and Matthew writes, When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes.
here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. I closed yesterday with the incisive words of Jesus in Matthew 10, 22. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Our faith should be strong enough to keep us even through death for his sake. Not many of us are called to die for our faith in Christ, but if called upon, we ought to be willing. That's the kind of total radical commitment Jesus calls for. I am reminded of the words in Hebrews 11:38, where that writer recalls Christ's followers who gave their lives for his sake. He writes, They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were put to death by the sword. And then this writer adds these words, The world was not worthy of them. God had planned something better. Jesus offered hardship and death to his disciples. And yet, life with him is the most exciting and most fulfilling and rewarding that there is. But God has planned something even better in the next dimension, in eternity. Now I come to Jesus' words in chapter 10, verse 23 of Matthew. He said, When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Now that's clear and simple enough. But now persecution was not limited at that time only. It carried through the centuries. And Jesus continued, I tell you the truth. You will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. What did he mean by those last words? Jesus is sending out his disciples. While he is speaking to the twelve apostles, his words are not limited to them only. There are timeless principles in Jesus' words, as I've already indicated. Principles that apply to all of his followers in every time frame. But as will be clear in a moment, he is including the very end of history. I believe that the coming of the Son of Man refers to the second coming of Christ to judge the world and to establish the final form of his kingdom on earth, that utopia of which so many Bible writers speak. So there are two points here in Jesus' words. First is that there will be a time of intense persecution of the believers among his people. And second, that the final manifestation will come just before the second coming of our Lord. I believe the scenario Jesus is describing is this. While there will be persecution of his followers in every culture and in every time frame, that persecution will come to a head for his people when they become worldwide witnesses just before the re-entry of our Lord onto our planet. It is during the last part of the time of Jacob's trouble that his people will turn to Christ in unprecedented numbers just before history, as we know history, closes. Paul wrote about it. In Romans 11, 25 and 26, Paul wrote, I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has come in, and so all Israel will be saved. And then Paul quotes from Isaiah to support his words. 
Just as his twelve apostles won't be able to cover every city in Israel, so his people released on the world will be unable to win everyone to their Lord, although multitudes of every nation will be saved. The persecution of the Lord's people who are his witnesses will be most intense at that end time. This verse and this interpretation properly ties Israel to the end times. This tells us clearly that God isn't through with Israel. If we take the words of the Bible normally, then we must conclude that the church is not the continuation of Israel. It does not inherit all of God's promises to Israel. No, God still has a distinct plan for that nation, and every promise he ever made, which has not yet come to be, will be fulfilled in the manner and spirit it was made. One day as a nation, Israel will recognize him whom they pierced. And as Paul put it, all Israel will be saved. But not before there has once more been unleashed a worldwide persecution by the person called the Antichrist upon the Lord's people. This is not a pleasant prospect, but I believe that's what the Bible writers teach. But that isn't the end. Jesus returns. He steps into history once more and saves our world from itself, from committing global suicide. I'll come to those things when we get to Matthew 24 and 25. While Jesus was once crowned with a crown of thorns, there is coming a time when he will be crowned with the crown of a king. Hear the renewal singers. Never wear the crown of thorns again. 
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.